What happens when you combine the female forces behind such projects as Do-Over, Orchestra Pacifico Tropical, Point Juncture Washington, Iowa, Great Wilderness, and Sally Ford? Well, that's where bitchin' brews. Hello and welcome, I'm Douglas Bowles and this is 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio and distributed by thesyncbook.com. You can find our archives at 42minutes.com and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at Syncbook. It's January 28, 2016, and the show tonight is looking ahead again to Tree Fork, which this year means March 23rd through the 7th. And we'll do so, we'll look ahead tonight with the fresh, all-woman, punk-meets-pop five-piece, Bitchin'. They came together last spring recording epic free jams that they later wrote lyrics over. The band is comprised of Rebecca Rasmussen, Amanda Spring, Emily Overstreet, Nefertiti Porter, and Shanna Lindbeck. Bitchin is equal parts Fugazi and Tom Tom Club with the playfulness of Dirty Projectors and Hot Chip. Keeping it bumping with catchy songs accented by dark bass, psych pop guitars and keys, driving drum beats and all five women's voices singing and sometimes shouting in unison. Experimental in nature, Bitchin expertly weaves a tapestry through their songs keeping the project from falling into a single box while simultaneously following a cohesive thread. Their debut EP, Messed Out, is slated to come out this spring, and more information about the band can be found on their Facebook page, which we will link to. It really is a pleasure to be speaking to you guys tonight. How are you guys doing? Great! Good, good. Thanks for having us. You bet. Thanks for coming on. Um, I had, uh, I guess I didn't have any idea what, what a contingent of interrelated acts were coming to Treefort this year. Let's just start with who is on the call this evening tonight? Um, this is Amanda from uh, Bitchin, and I'll be playing with and Point Juncture Washington at Tree Fort as well. So just to start out confusing, that's me. Then we've got Rebecca. Rebecca Rasmussen. Um, I'm just playing with Bitchin at Tree Fort, and right now this is my, currently my uh, main project. And Emily is not with us. We've got the bombastic Nefertiti Porter. Woo! I'm here with Bitchin, holding it down. Okay. And our percussionist, our percussionist Shauna, has moved to Germany um, last year, and she's going to be moving back just in time for the festival. Wonderful. Okay. And then, did you say what? Oh no, names—they have flown out of my head. Amanda, what do you do? Um, I play drums and Bitchin. Okay. Now, in the in your in in your uh, your bio, you say so. Then um, the or- orchestra Pacifico Tropical. Tropical. Yeah, how I'm I'm um, blowing Shana. all these names. I'm sure. Well, that's okay. That's Shauna Shauna Lindbeck, and um, she sings and plays percussion in Orchestra Pacifico Tropical, which is going to be playing at Tree Ford as well. And then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. They're, like, I don't know how many people they're going to be having at Tree Fork, but they're typically a 12-piece cumbia band. So get ready to get, to dance your uh, butt off <laughs> that one. I know that this is Bitchin's first gig out of town. H- have any of you guys um, <laughs> other played Tree Fork before in the past? 
Yeah, I played uh, two years ago with Sally Ford, and it was such a great time. I love the whole uh, – it's just great how it's laid out. You can walk everywhere. Just very, uh, very friendly to the audience. Yeah, I think I think I remember that. I think it was like one of the first nights maybe that year that you guys played, and I think it was really late at night, and I'm old. It was at one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was at one, but we also had played a house show, and we played at BU, so we made a whole weekend out of it. That's right. Yeah, and so then you, you had a, a good time. Did you spend the weekend or just a day? Oh, yeah, we were there for the whole weekend. Um, I, I love Boise. I always have fun playing there. Neurolux, usually. But um, uh, back in the day, we played at the VAC. Is the VAC still happening? Yeah, the VAC is definitely still happening. You played at the VAC, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that when it was <clears throat> in Garden City? Or when it was uh, more downtown? Um, we played once at each. Okay, cool. Well, so that that's something worth noting. It, here's kind of a strange story. With Point Juncture, I, I knew about that band because of there was a free song that came out on KAXP, their Song of the Day podcast. But then I looked it up, and it was 2008. And for some reason in my head, I thought that that was a place... And you guys named yourself after your town in in Washington, and I really thought there really was a Point Juncture, Washington. You you, you were not the first to think that. We almost made a fake website for the town, but we were just uh, too lazy. Well, I kept looking it up. I'm like, how come I can't find this town? I know it's out there. I've heard of it. (laughs) You know, it's funny, because you wouldn't probably name yourself after the town you're from. Everybody wants to leave the town they're from. Most but that's what made it so cool, <laughs> I think. <laughs> it's this little town somewhere in eastern Washington. It's got to be eastern Washington, but I, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, so you you were in Portland the whole time that you were Point Juncture? That's true. That's true. And, and you guys have just um, done your 10-year milestone or – Beyond that? Yeah, we played our first show in 2004. Wow. And then so after, did I read correctly, after like a five-year hiatus, you're, you guys are putting out a new album? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a hiatus. We, we still get together and we've been playing a few local shows. But um, we, yeah, we, are, we have a double album coming out soon. Yes. And the other interesting thing that I read is that you're all romantically involved in the whole band it's just a well, happy not everyone. <laughs> four of the five members <laughs> yeah there are two couples within the five members and it's up to the audience to get who is dating who. <laughs> who's dating who and also now one couple is married so <laughs> but then am i right in it uh you're the I'm assuming that you're involved with one of the people but does that person also have a studio is that how that breaks down yeah that's that's Victor Nash um, he's got Destination Universe uh-huh. which is the studio that's here out of our place and it's also a science fiction lending library interesting uh, do you read science fiction yes yeah, 
Oh yeah, we love it. We collect it. We collect vintage sci-fi paperbacks and lend them out and or give them away to clients in the studio. And then are you watching the new X-Files? I We were supposed to today, but we couldn't figure out how to watch it. But yes, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, Philip K. Dick is a favorite on this show. And since I guess we're going there, and one of the reasons why we like Philip K. Dick so much is because he wrote a lot about what amounts to synchronicity. Is this a word you guys know? Most definitely. Uh, I don't know how much he delved into synchronicity, but it seems to be a pattern. Um, a lot. Some people's story of synchronicity, they say it connects with different lifetimes, past lives, and um, some people connect it with deja vu and things like that. So it could definitely be a, a bigger picture connecting with the universe and things like that. Is it a force in your life that you have any like meaningful coincidences that oh. led you to where you're at? Yes. Um, well, just take it. I connect synchronicity with um, soul groups, and I believe that we are a microcosm of the universe, so we are kind of like a planetary makeup, so we kind of orbit around each other as human beings, so... When you run into the same human beings all the time, that means that you're orbiting around each other, and there's a reason for that. And I think that sometimes it's linked with soul groups. So that means that we're incarnating in different uh, dimensions or planets or realities all together, and we're, or, uh, we're orbiting around each other because of that. Interesting. Okay, so you're saying soul groups. I'm saying, so one of the things that I recognize is that I'll oftentimes meet people that remind me of other people from my life. And it's almost like they are, they have a same, a similar soul signature, maybe. It's like the Wizard of Oz where you meet the same people over and over again. They're just in different guises. Yes. Right. I have that same thing happen all the time because I never forget, I usually never forget a face. I forget names all the time, but I don't forget a face. And I recognize the same faces that are so similar all the time. And I'm wondering what. That begs me to ask is, can it be a soul be so big that it incarnates in a different bodies at the same time on the same plane? And I think that, I, I don't know, that's just my theory. It might be connected to something else, but that is one option. <laughs> right. And then you, of course, have to say, well, what is the nature of time? Does it have to be linear? Right. Sometimes it, a lot of people, well, you know, ancient tribes like the Mayans, Aztecs thought that time was cyclical and, and based the Mayan calendar off of that. But there's a lot of other ancient knowledge that kind of leads towards that. So it doesn't definitely doesn't have to be linear. Fun. And so um, I'm still matching names to voices. Is this N Nefertiti? Yes, this is Nefertiti. And then what what do you do in bitchin? Uh, bitchin, I clown around. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, one of our songs is definitely connected with that, but um, uh played bass guitar, so. Are you talking about this the song Sad Clowns? Yes. <laughs> definitely. It's a fun one. <laughs> so how did you guys all connect then? Um, I would say, let's see, Rebecca, you reached out to me. Yeah. And this was just right around when I was joining Sally Ford. Um, the same it week was, you get yes, it was the same week I got asked about both bands, and this is like 
lame, 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 but I was like, oh, I'm already going to have one all-girl band. Maybe I should cap it there or something, like, uh. as if it's some special thing, which is so weird to think about now because um, they've both been, like, incredible bands for me and so fun, and there would never be too many all-girl bands. Right. You know? So that's an interesting thing to like acknowledge. Like, oh, uh, the idea that all it's all girls in a band is a novelty, and then why should that be a novelty? Yeah. Absolutely. You would never hear, you know, somebody say that about an all dude band. Or how many all dude bands dudes can be in? Well, yeah. I try to request it from these. Whenever I'm out and requesting songs, I try to ask for something by an all all male band. <laughs> but not, not not one that had some woman writing the song for them one where they wrote the songs themselves and they played their own instruments <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I approached Amanda because I was desperate to play with a rhythm section I was playing a lot of folk music at the time um, and we uh, got together one time um, and we were looking for a bass player. We had previously thought of someone else, but that didn't work out, and we immediately thought of Neff, and uh, she came over, and we started jamming, and it just was perfect. It just worked, and, you know, Neff is actually a violin player, and this is her first time playing bass, and um, I've always been a rhythm guitar player, and this is my first time playing electric guitar, so... It's been, you know, it's a whole new animal for both of us, and it was really beautiful to be able to just open up to each other, and uh, and Amanda just creates, you know, this beautiful space for us to just be like, do whatever, there's no mistake. Yeah, we, we, um, we cultivate our space very carefully. Yes. But, you know, it's also been really effortless. Yeah. It's just been very organic, the whole thing. Yeah, we've been very lucky. And it's been a very collaborative effort. Um, but And Shauna has always just been uh, in our friend group, you know. And she's the she's the German percussion, percussionist, rhythm? She's been gone for quite a while. Um, but we're going to have her back. And actually, our first show with her is going to be at Treeport. Um, or not our first show with her, but our first show since she's been back. And we can't wait. Um but, yeah, so she was already a shoe-in in, well, of course, Sean was going to be in the band. And then we were looking for a keyboard player and uh, randomly met Emily at Amanda's birthday. And I was like, what about Emily? And it was just kind of perfect. And we haven't changed the lineup since. So Yeah, and Emily's uh, been a good friend of mine for many years. And yeah. It's really fun to play with all these gals. Yep. And then for our for our listeners here who don't necessarily know some of the, I know uh, Sally Ford's music is somewhat known. Um, it this is quite different than than that or Port Point Juncture or some of the other Portland uh, groups that you guys have been associated with. Yeah, it's it's totally unique. I would say, I mean, it's a unique uh, sort of band uh, modus operandi or like uh, it's just, you know, collectively writing songs together and just jamming really because we spend more time just jamming than actually rehearsing, which is probably why we only have uh, 
23 minute set right now, which we're going to write some new songs yeah. very soon. But, uh, it's harder to. It's harder it's been to, very difficult to get us all in the same room this year, Amanda. Right. <laughs> I, but, right. I, that's the difficulty. We call in Portland. We call it indie rock gridlock. But it's just when you're touring in different bands and there's or there's too many shows you want to go to on a certain night. So um, so yeah, uh, these these women have been really great about um, contending with my being on two or three times this year. So huh. it's nice. Indie rock gridlock. That's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Too many shows for you playing. And that might only happen in like a few towns in the country, probably, like uh, maybe Seattle, Austin, maybe Nashville, North Carolina, maybe. <laughs> Nashville is like a country rock gridlock. Oh. We went there on tour, and there's like three different bands, one on each story for each bar on some of the popular streets. What? Wild. So have you been on on tour this past year then, Amanda? Yeah, so I went out with Sally Ford um, on three Europe tours. Oh, you're right. Okay, so I think I was aware of that on Facebook, and it seemed like it was pretty spectacular. Oh, it was amazing. It was my first time out of the country, and going three times was uh, just, an incredible experience. Didn't you guys do a U.S. run too? I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, we also toured U.S., but uh, Europe, that's the exciting one for me. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I can only imagine what it, it... Are there just international bookers and it's not that big of a deal? I mean, so it seems like... All right, driving around the Midwest, yeah, that, that I can wrap my head around that, but, like, driving around and... France? How does that happen? Well, um, France is smaller, you know, cities are, and towns are and vi- tiny villages, uh, quaint, adorable villages, just like you'd imagine. They're all pretty close to each other, so um, it's nice when you're there, you can, you don't, I mean, you spend so much money on gas in the States just making it across, West Coast, East Coast, back, you know? Yeah. And what were the audiences like in, in Europe? They're great. Um, the smaller villages would have fewer English speakers than the cities, so they would look a little more um, just amused or, I don't know, they would, they, you wouldn't be able to read their, uh, their faces or their gestures um, until after the show and you talk to them and, like, you know, they some of the time, like, had the best time of anyone, even over the city. You know, Paris is like uh, Portland or a bigger city uh, on the West Coast with people just crossing their arms and sort of nodding a little bit. But then you go into a smaller town and people are let loose. And then as far as Sally Ford being an all-girl band, too, was that was that just it was not a big deal or was that kind of a novelty in Europe? Pretty novel to some audience members, definitely. There's, uh, I mean, the U.S. and France, I think, are on different, culturally, obviously different. Um, and as for roles of gender, um, I, I mean, not to say one place is behind, but uh, I did get compliments that were like, 
amended with uh, for a woman. You're a great drummer for for a woman, you know. Like it was more than one time that I heard that. Definitely. How do you do this? Uh, you're a woman. I don't understand. <laughs> it's like it's like the sweet kind of like sexism that's mixed with um, reverence. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like like oh, you're so great. You know, they're not trying to put me down, but it just they had never. And I ask, I would follow up, and a lot of them would say they just have never seen a woman playing drums. So, you know, it's just different. And so you've spent a lot of time on stages. What about some of the other members of Bitchin? Do they have, have, do you guys have much experience playing live? Or will this be kind of a new experience? It's really varied within our group, like the, the amount of, of shows we've done. Uh, Rebecca's done a fair amount with you. Yeah. I did a... a a lot of shows in Portland, a lot of shows in Portland, but um, very few outside of Oregon, a couple in California, but um, yeah, have never really gone on tour or um, really, yeah, played out of Portland much. So, um, and that was just a few years. So this is the first time doing that. I'm really excited about it. What about you, Ness? Me. Well, I guess I've taken to the stage in a different form, mostly for entertainment, like acting. So I am used to the stage, but not playing an instrument necessarily. <laughs> did you ever play when you were doing violin? I did have a little band that is not known hardly by maybe a handful of people, but it was called Violotis, and it was a three-piece girl band, and it was hip-hop. That was uh, one of my main things, too, was rap and freestyling, so... So then, uh, is is the most of the band from the Pacific Northwest, or do you guys come from other places to Portland? I'm from um, Santa Cruz, California, by way of uh, Mississippi. Traveled down south and went to school down south, so kind of have an East Coast, West Coast, down south experience. Uh, before Portland and uh, Spokane, Washington, I never lived anywhere for more than three years, so... I'm from uh, Hawaii originally, um, but I've been in Portland for the last 13 years with a couple of short since in Colorado and Kentucky before that. So. And so then, are you guys able to hear what would be, is there a Portland sound? Or is it more of an aesthetic or like an attitude? I think the the circle that we run in and the friends, bands that we have, I think a lot of them have something that um, sounds so pretentious to say timeless. But, I I mean, there's, you know, there's like a, always tides of a popular sound, you know, in different yeah. cities in the Pacific exactly. Northwest. You know, there's like a certain amount of reverb turned up or whatever the, you know, the style is of the moment. But the people that, and I can't speak for all of you gals, but the people that I'm around usually have something that's, that's different and unique going on. They can't be, like, homogenized so easily that way. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. And so then when someone says, well, what is bitching? You know, what what do you tell them? Is, is it more of a, 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 a something that you can point at, or is it an attitude that you say? I mean, the name kind of... <laughs> It's pretty loud too. Yeah, the name the name really describes 
you know, what we do some of the time, which is literally bitching. We're yelling about stuff we don't like on the stage or stuff that we love. You know, we're we're yelling it out. Um, yeah, we thought about uh, calling it Mafi Rock, not the name, but what we do. The genre. Yeah, we, genre. we wanted to be ready for questions of genre, and so we were going to say we're Mafi yeah. Rock. But. Like a rock with moss growing on it, but I think that we're we're a little too fast yeah. paced for that now. True. That was when we were doing more slow jams, yeah. you know. I think a band like Earth maybe would be called Mossy Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I still think it's our sound, too, so it's, you know, I don't know, when people ask me, I frequently will be like, well, it's a little psych, a little punk, a little heavy, a little pop, which is kind of very all over the place but a lot of our stuff is kind of it goes from dancey to really kind of based out and psychedelic psychedelic and also pretty heavy at the same time so i don't know i feel like it's hard to kind of put us into a box really if i'm feeling lazy i'll just reference the bands that other people have said we sound like which sometimes is fugazi or esg have been the main ones that i've heard they're so electronic. Yeah, interesting. So that's a hard question. <laughs> we haven't been asked these questions. This is jam, you know. We've played a handful of shows so far. We're very excited to launch out and well, play at Tree Fort. I wonder if I'm, I'm. So I'm just thinking about. It seems like young. That's what young men used to do. Like even even before they decided they were going to be in the band, they would go to the garage or wherever it was and they would jam like for hours right yeah this is my longest jamming band of any of my bands this is the only one that will just plug in the gear and just get into another dimension for like 40 minutes right and then sometimes the song comes out of that or just like a you know the phrase always the melody or just the kernel of the thing that's going to be the thing but you can only find it by digging in the dirt for 40 minutes. <laughs> right. For us, it would be like reveling in the dirt or something. Yeah. Or like, right. I don't know. Sometimes it's, we have too much to choose from. And yeah. there's not very many bands that have that problem. But yeah, it's a big problem for us is having too much in the 40 minutes. We probably would have 40 songs that we came up with. Yeah. And then we do, I mean, later on we'll come together and work on the arrangements and work on the lyrics and grab bits from the jams and listen back to them. And, you know, I, I feel proud that we can actually say we are a band. Like there's not that many, you know, there's just so many projects out there where it's, Oh, he, this person's the main songwriter or, Oh yes, I pulled this person and this person to play my songs or, you know, and this is a truly collaborative effort. And, that I feel like more rare than not. You know, it's interesting because I don't, I don't know that it used to be that rare, but I think it is these days. So then do you, I'm I'm thinking about jamming now as almost like this, this meditation or like a kind of a spiritual practice where you kind of just, when it's working, you're like, get into the zone. Absolutely. That's how it feels. Yeah. Yeah. We've also re- <laughs> referred it to musical sex. Not that's not necessarily uh, something I should have said on air, but what have you referred to it as? That? 
Yeah, we have. It is. It's definitely. <laughs> but yes, it's a meditative. Forget I said that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's definitely meditative, and it's tapping into Zen energy. Yeah. So a lot of times, what I know is happening is it's the the land of no thought. That moment, those moments of no thought, is when that flow is actually happening, and that's when we come up with the best stuff. Is complete Zen relaxation, acceptance, non-judgmental. Everything you do is meant to be, and that's what we're getting, and that's where a lot of the best songs come from and happen is that release and letting go and just having a space to do that. Yeah, that's really amazing. Yeah, I think the reason that we're able to let go of, you know, worrying about each other's opinions of what we're playing or our own opinion of whatever, I think it's because we come from such different backgrounds musically stylistically experience wise all of that but we're friends and we just want to support each other you know just a really supportive environment to be able to try out ideas and ideas take time yeah and encourage each other to mess up like encourage each other to just not play it safe because wait I've never heard any mistakes though have you been making mistakes this whole time I'm trying not to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have a question for you, Doug. Liz, right? I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, so have you heard our EP yet? Yes, I have. Okay. Making sure. <laughs> and? The thing that I like it, I like it. Um, the definite the the beat is very infectious on most of the tracks, so that's the thing. M- my brain is weird in how it holds on to things because it doesn't necessarily hold on to details, but impressions. Right. And so I think I'm picking up on on the the different vocals all happening at various times. So that's really texturally interesting. Mm-hmm. Because, um. But then I'm also more of a, a melody person too, and so with some music, I won't ever discover the lyrics until like years later. It's like, oh my gosh, they're saying words! I had no idea. <laughs> so, but I definitely found this kind of the interesting interplay of the different vocals going on in in a lot of the songs too. And then I, I like uh, "Strut and Tough" the way that one starts with the. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is tough. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for indulging me there. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, and hopefully we'll share a song or two with, with the listeners, maybe at the end or the beginning, if you'd like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That'd be great. Here's, here's a Portland question. So there was something that popped up in my, I don't know, my social media Feed, a band called White Glove singing about Fred and Carrie. Oh yeah, I Are saw that. Yeah, how? Tell me about Portland. I so it seems like from the outside, Portland is is like it's weird because it's definitely a big city, but it also feels like a small town kind of too. I mean, Boise is totally like that, but yeah. I call it a, a yeah city in the trees, like a yeah small town in the trees, but. Disguised as a city. Well, do you end up, like the music scene is, do you end up basically pretty much knowing just about everyone? Oh, no, not even close. 
Not even close. There's millions of bands. No, there's so much going on. I mean, I try to stay up, you know, keep up on it. And I know, you know, there's probably 20 or 30 bands that I would be happy to go see tonight if I felt like going out. You know, there's like, there's a lot that I like that I'm, that I want to go out and see regularly, but, um, but I certainly don't, there's just, it's mind, it's mind boggling how many bands there are. It's crazy. And so is it, is it overblown or Fred and Carrie ruining Portland? Portland Portland is uh, changing. It's true. You're seeing a lot of beloved community spaces that were enjoyed by, you know, artists and people with less money um, that are just going away and there's new, you know, condos and it's not, it's, it's, it's talking to talk of sustainability, but it's not walking. It's kind of a greenwash situation and, you know, things are getting more expensive and there's, there's less incentive to, as they say, I've only seen one Portlandia, so I'm not even, I don't even know if I can comment too much. I've only seen the, I think, first episode. Um, they joke about they joke about people coming here to retire at, in their 20s or something, and that is funny because I've always lived in collective art making houses that are cheap and affordable, and it's been a great place to to you know retire into art into artistry uh, for me. Yeah, but they're talking about people in their 20s moving up here from California and actually retiring. They're not talking about people because artists and doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're probably talking about them being like wannabe artists or something. Um, I don't know. I haven't. Um, I haven't really watched the show, so I can't. I can't really say. What? What about Slater Kinney? Are you? Were you guys? So there's an all-girl band. Were you fans of Slater Kinney? Or was that? Oh yeah, we used to come. Up, I used to. We used to drive up. Um, I lived in Southern Oregon, and we used to drive up. And watch them at like the Crystal Ballroom. Yeah, um, actually, their earlier band, Heaven to Betsy. You ever heard that one? No. It was a two piece. It was um, well, the singer, right, Corin. Uh huh. Um, and was it her? And oh boy, now I'm getting my Riot Girl trivia all wrong. But anyway, the band Heaven to Betsy was just a two piece band. Was it two guitars or? Drums. No, it was um, was a guitar and drums. And so was it Janet? Um, Janet Weiss. The. I'm not. I don't. I don't know if it was. I just. Um, I'm not sure, but it's actually worth looking up and checking out. The album Calculated is amazing. It was like the most hardcore music I had ever heard at the time, and it's nothing to do with the speed of it. I mean, it was slow like mostly slow songs, but just the emotion in their voices, just screaming these songs was like, I don't know, it, it, it was just some of the first real like outsider music that I'd heard. And so um, I, I've enjoyed Twitter Kinney throughout the years, but Heaven's to Betsy really is what got me. Well, so that's what's interesting. So Carrie, you know, so imagine that, like a riot girl and doing punk rock. And I mean, one of one of the things they would do is multiple vocals at the same time, too. I think she and Corin would, you know, they would sing at the same time different words. 
which was kind of shocking to people. But then, you know, she goes on to be an actress, a comedian, basically. I mean, the show is, it's its really humorous, and I love Kyle MacLachlan as the mayor of Portland, because the David Lynch films from a million years ago, too. Um, so it's just... So <laughs> Is the mayor of Portland? Dale Cooper is the mayor mayor of Portland. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. Have you seen it? Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't watched it at all. Isn't he the? I I think I remember seeing an episode of that where he was on a Segway or something like that. Was there an episode like that? <laughs> yeah. Seen that one? <laughs> yeah. But I just seen little bits and pieces, but it was pretty interesting. Okay, I think I have to watch it now that I know. But I could understand if you're living there, and then the perception is that, you know, they're making fun of you, that, you know, you you wouldn't watch it, so. It might be just making fun of hipsters in general, not necessarily specific to place, or just young people, I don't know. The relationship between musicians and comedians and any kind of artist is it makes sense to me that anybody would cross over from music into comedy definitely yeah totally huh well cuz i've been to some shows where the the musicians they want to be comedians <laughs> it's like play a song yeah. man <laughs> well we we just don't do any banter so nothing falls flat we just play our songs right we are pretty yeah. much really <laughs> tell jokes I'm terrible at telling jokes. Okay, so then, so then, Treefort, do do you? I mean, it's still early, and I think we might have slipped a little as far as I don't know if if um, one of the acts that you mentioned is officially announced, and so maybe I'll just not, maybe I'll edit that out. Just put a leave it in, but put a bleep sound like we're swearing. Oh, there you go. I've never done that. It's funny, there was one tree for it where one of the the bands that we talked to has this other dimensional being, and so... <laughs> but yeah, I'll use a bleep, that sounds great. Um, oh no, that was too involved and I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, we're supposed to get to the answer of life, right? Yeah, what is what is the, the meaning of life, the universe, and everything? That's mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God, that is... Boom, question. I think that's going to be answered by a lot of questions because the meaning of everything is everything. Everything that you can imagine by its existence, that is its meaning. It doesn't really have to do anything to have meaning. So I think that question is, I guess, I think the answer to questions like that is yes and no. It's both. It's everything and nothing at the same time. So it's just being and being active as well either one of those is the meaning to your life. So any object, whether it's sitting still, oscillating, or moving like an atom, that is its meaning, is to whatever it does, where whatever its will encompasses it to do, I think it is. And I think it's individual for every, every being in this universe, I guess. Well, that was 42 Minutes. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. You've been listening to Bitchin' on 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio and thesyncbook.com. Information about their work can be found at their Facebook page or at treefortmusicfest.com. For more information about the SyncBook, our guests to check out past shows or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, please be sure and visit our website at thesyncbook.com. 
If you like this podcast and would like more, consider becoming a SyncBook Plus member. Some of the membership benefits include full access to the complete audio archive, discounts on books, behind-the-scenes scripts, bonus audio, and video, as well as monthly online hangouts with the hosts. All this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com slash membership. Thanks so much, and the long way is with hugs and your best friends. Thanks, guys. This was fun. I'm looking forward to you guys coming to, the, to Boise. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much for us. We'll have to hang out when we're there. Do you guys Absolutely. know where you're playing, or is that still not decided or it's secret? Not, no, it's not been announced yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not. Well, it's exciting. It's fun. Um, I love Tree Fort. It's it's my favorite thing every year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, may I use the song at the beginning and end? Yeah, go Absolutely. for it. Do you guys have any recommendations? Um, what do you like? I sent you the whole thing. Right? You shared the whole thing with me. Yes. Yeah, I like. I think. I like sad clowns. Maybe the opening one, sad clowns, is good. Okay. Or um, bulldozer is a fun one. Or you like strutting soft too. Yeah. yeah, whatever, whichever. Although fun employed um, has has an F bomb in it. We're okay with F bombs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make a fucking lick of sense. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you have to go and cuss, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So pick whatever you want, there, Douglas. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for doing this, and and um, I look forward to it. And uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. All right, you guys. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.